Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Somos Moss Instant Reaction. My name, of course, is Seth Biloff. Joining me this evening, Jacob Terrell Earl may or may not pop in. We're not entirely sure. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. U.S. Open Cup round of 32, New Mexico United Falls to Austin FC by a final of 2-0. Jacob, before we dive into any sort of uh, deep discussion, what was your instant reaction to that? Uh, they were the better team. <laughs> All right. And it was, it was apparent from pretty early. I would have loved to have seen, uh, what would have happened if we'd have scored first. But, um, once they got that set piece goal, it was kind of, oh, yep. They're, they're just kind of better. Um, we, we played better in the second half. Uh, they sat back more. Definitely. They were definitely not on the front foot. They didn't look to push. Um, and Tim Bacchus kept us in the match a little bit there. Uh, at the end, but at the end of the day, when you're pushing as much as we were, you're going to get those chances. Um, you're going to give up those kind of chances if you don't capitalize on your chances. So um, the the saves made by Alex there at the end didn't really make me feel like we played worse in the second half. Uh, it was just that was just kind of the nature of the game when you're in that kind of pushing for a second or a first goal when you're down by two, you're going to give up chances on the break if, if you don't make the right play every time. And so, but now we can focus on the league and see if we can get our shit together there. Yeah. Watching this game tonight. And admittedly, I was uh, slightly distracted during some of it uh, because I got a request to go and do a thing. Um, But I was very vague. I liked it. (laughs) <laughs> no it was uh it was drug station. deal drug deal it was a drug deal <laughs> it was. It, we'll, we'll say that um no it was station related and mike you do realize i'm working right now right <laughs> <laughs> you know doing the thing for the game so um hey there we go robert in the chat atx sucks screw the broccolis hey i agree with you man um just watching again, the first half felt a lot like last week at RGV. We we couldn't string together two passes. We couldn't hold possession. We weren't aggressive enough. We were soft on and off the ball. Uh, were there some calls that probably maybe could have been made? Yes. Uh, our, our really our best chance the entire first half was Santi Moore's shot, in my opinion. And I mean Santi, yeah. Randy Santi didn't miss by much. You know, um, could have been taken slightly better, but. Yeah, just overall, I mean, we did not look good in the first half. Like you said, we did we did look better in the second half, but again, it's not a performance that that's going to win you anything. Um, no. And, and like you said, you know, Austin did sit back a bit more, and they played more on the counter there in the second half. But yeah, credit Alex Sambakis. I think he had six or seven saves on the night. Definitely kept us, you know, within striking distance. And then of course, you know, at the end, Wags had an opportunity there, but. Yeah, just overall, an uninspired performance for, for most of the match. Austin outplayed us. And this is one that I truly felt that we could have walked away with a win, given the injury situation at Austin, given the fact that offensively they really hadn't done much. Six goals from offensive players in 10 matches. Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a letdown, if you ask me. I mean, I'm never going to be like, oh, man, we should have won that game when it comes to an MLS team. 
uh, playing at an MLS team. Now it's one thing if you're playing the Rapids uh, in like a where in a you're playing the Rapids in a stadium that has more United fans than Rapid fans at that particular game, uh, and then you you play FC Dallas at a college stadium, um, like we did a couple years ago or a few four years ago now at this point. My goodness, um, but. Going to Austin is a different beast. It's kind of like the Minnesota match of of that 2019 run as far as, you know, not the best MLS team. What is going on over there? A war? <laughs> Our water. It's it's somewhere in the distance. So I'm not worried about it. It's it's pretty loud if it's somewhere in the distance. Yeah, it it's... sounds like it's um but it it's that that same Minnesota where it's, you know, an, a fairly new MLS team with a nice stadium, a big rowdy fan, ba- fan base. Um, now, obviously that was the round of eight and not the round of 32. Um, but you still, I still was thinking it was going to be uh, a tough chance. However, I do think if Santi scores there or if Hurst can pull off the, the miraculous chip from midfield uh, because Stu, Stuber, 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 yeah, Stuber was out uh, for sure. He was, he was. If if uh, Hurst could have put that on frame, I think it would have been uh, a pretty tough play for the keeper to make. But maybe if one of those things happens and and we get an early lead, and Austin gets shell shocked because they haven't had a good season, and so maybe if they're like, "Holy shit, are you serious?" Now we're losing to a USL side. Maybe they hang their heads a little. And and we can get more on the front foot in the first half because I thought until they scored I thought it was fairly even um, with, as far as chances they had a little more possession but we were able to capitalize when we did get possession uh, and then that set but that set piece goal I mean what a flick what a header yeah. um, just in an incredible play there for them to get that first goal. Uh, they take the corner to the to the near post and and uh, I can't remember who it was, but he makes a run from from the middle of the pitch towards this corner where it was taken from and just gets a flick to it barely sends it to the far post. Redis. Tembakis doesn't quite react fast enough, and uh, I mean just a, a fantastic a fantastic goal. And and to United's credit, I don't think we hung our head after that. Because the next goal did come because we were pushing for a goal and they kind of caught us on the counter. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were just like, oh man, it's over. Um, I do feel like we pushed a little bit. Um, and then once they scored that second goal, it was like, okay, let's just get to halftime. Basically, is kind of how I thought it went was, hey, we just let's get to halftime down two. We'll see what we can do coming out in the second half. And, and so, it, I mean, it wasn't, an inspiring performance by any means, but I don't feel like it was as bad as the RV RGV match. Oh no. Especially when you're looking at competition location. Um, and the fact that they were able to, you know, at least try to fight back. Um, and so, yeah, that, that first half I think could have gone a little differently. And the second half, like we said, I mean, it, we didn't really create any clear cut can chances, but we had, had a, a couple where we were one or two passes away from being a good, having a good look. We had possession. They definitely parked the bus on us. 
Uh, and then they were they were able to counter pretty well. And like you said, Timbakis kind of stood on his head there in the second half for us uh, to keep us within striking distance. The the offense just couldn't do couldn't do enough. And we saw some subs that came on, kind of made a difference. Uh, I thought Alex's energy was good when he first came on. We saw the return. Uh, luckily of Chris Weehan, who was awesome to see in the 18 and awesome to see get back out there. And I thought he, he brought a little bit of energy for a little while there, uh, even if he wasn't on the ball much. And so some good things, uh, some not so good things. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put this in the category of, oh, we suck now, um, by any means. It's, it's not a fire prince thing. It's not a, man, we just looked terrible. I, they just, they were the better team. We still fought, maybe not as much as we would have liked to have seen. Um, and so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw in the water boy reference. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, looking at this, like you said, you know, playing at MLS side, obviously there is going to be that, that scale up in competition. Um, but even still, I mean, there were so many just mental mistakes. And you, I think it was Watson. I think it was Watson Kerr on, on the call. Mm-hmm. And like, look, I appreciate Mike Watson, Devin Kerr. I really do. I think they're one of the best broadcasting duos in the league. But for them to be, for them to, and, and this is and this is a problem I have with the broadcast. I, they were nitpick. They were like constantly questioning the the validity of some fouls that were called against Austin. When like you, you want, you see, I think it was early or late in the set in the first half, you see Justin Portillo just get taken out by, you know, from the back of, from the back, you know, player clips the back of his knee, Justin goes down and they're questioning the validity of the foul. Like it's clear foul. Like, yeah, you know, you can't, you can't be sitting there questioning fouls when they're there, but at the same time, yeah, like heavy touches. We just couldn't face the run of play. We couldn't string passes together. We weren't defending very well. And you can see the press. And this is one thing I thought that they pointed out really well on the broadcast was that you could see our front five pushing and trying to put put on a high press. Yeah, but the it back four. Giant space. Gap, yep. Yeah, and, they, and Austin did it throughout the night. They just played over that second line. And that's how they got the second goal, actually. Yeah. I, I remember now it, it wasn't necessarily on the counter, but they were trying to play it out of the back. We were trying to press and then found the gap. Swartz gets pulled way up because there's just a huge gap there mm-hmm. uh, and kind of gets in behind, gets beaten behind, and we get pulled back for his neck. Uh, yeah, it, it was rough, but um, what the heck is going on over here? My computer's acting funny at times. Um, but yeah, he, it, it was, it was, it was, it was an issue for sure. Um, but to lose two nothing to fight back in the second half, uh, to have a couple chances to score first. Um, obviously I like you kind of thought we had a chance to win, uh, going into the match, but it was pretty apparent once we started playing that they were definitely being in front, be on the front foot, uh, uh, two team that we were playing. It, they, they weren't playing the kids. Uh, they had, um, maybe not their a team out there, but like their B plus team uh, out there for sure. And so they definitely wanted to take it serious. They wanted to put on a show for their fans. And, and um, we saw, you know, USL really kind of struggled this year against MLS opponents. Um, Really only had, I think we only had the one 
USL MLS upset uh, yesterday with Pittsburgh Riverhounds beating the Revolution. Um, and then we saw some, we saw a 5 nothing at halftime with Columbus playing the kids. Uh, Monterey Bay fought back last night mm-hmm. against LAFC and, and forced extra time, actually took the lead in extra time. Uh, before giving it up and then losing in penalties. That was against the kids uh, for LAFC. And so not the best showing this year for USL uh, in the Open Cup, but we do still have Pittsburgh and we still have Birmingham uh, as they played uh, another USL side Memphis today and and came out on top. So got two in the 16. Maybe we can get uh, a win somewhere in there and, and have some USL people to root for it's it's nice that they're east coast teams that we can root for instead of having to root for sacramento like we did last year but um but no I, there's not a whole lot to take away from this in my opinion it was um hard fought in the second half to an extent and and uh austin was just just happened to be the better club tonight and i don't i'm not gonna say it was by a, a lot uh but it was by enough pretty pretty easily enough yeah they're really i mean honestly we in the grand scheme of things, we really didn't put up enough of a challenge to Austin FC. And we, when it comes to this type of tournament, you have to be at your best every single time a, a cup week comes up. Yeah. Um, it did bring up a couple questions I still want to ask. I know they changed the format this year just slightly. Uh, you know, you had eight MLS teams enter or 24 MLS teams enter last week, eight teams enter this week. Um Looking at the format, do you think there's still an issue and, you know, of all the matchups we could potentially have this week? You had uh, one USL versus USL matchup, uh, do you, and we had saw, I think it was only three of the eight USL clubs host a match this week, Loudon, Birmingham, and Pittsburgh, I believe. Um, no, Pittsburgh was away. Pittsburgh was, were they, a, or okay. was at Gillette, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. I thought they might have been Monterey hosted and Sacramento hosted. So four, yeah. so four of the eight USL teams hosted. Do you think there's room for a change in the format next year to do more along the lines of what the FA Cup does, where lower league teams always host unless they just can't? And do you think that the the Open Cup committee potentially makes the decision to prevent USL versus USL matchups? You know, here in these, you know. In maybe even maybe even as far as around a thirty-two. Uh, would I like to see it? Sure. Will it happen? No. Um, the as far as the hosting thing, um, I, I actually think you know you have you had eight USL teams. Uh, two of them were playing each other. If I'm if I'm reading right, so. Mm-hmm. Really, you only had seven chances to host an MLS side, and four of them were USL teams that hosted. So the majority of teams that played MLS sides hosted. Um, I, I think that's fine. Maybe in the case of of USL teams playing MLS teams, you can make it to where they can host or have to host, um, unless it's like a United situation one year where we just the uh, baseball fields take in the the UNM stake in whatever, um, unless that's the case, then maybe, maybe you could do that. But I just think that having an MLS team travel to Florida soccer soldiers, uh, probably isn't going to work. I'd love to see that. I would love to Um, see that. And so, and they're never going to make it happen because, 
because U.S. soccer and and the U.S. Open Cup is driven by MLS. It's not. Um, it's it's it. Make no mistake. It's not necessarily about us uh, or growing U.S. soccer. And and again, that's the reason why I don't think we see uh, a rule on USL versus USL. Um, mainly because they're trying to keep this regional, and and that's kind of the, just the way it worked out this year was you had a couple of regions that had more than one USL team. And in that region, they just happened to draw each other. And so I, I, I'm not here to put on my tinfoil hat and say, have some conspiracy theories about how it's rigged and this and that and the other. Um, I think overall the draw was, was pretty good this year. Uh, like I said, the majority of teams playing MLS sides hosted. Um, we only had the one USL USL matchup uh, as far as this round. Um, and so it, it is what it is. I think, I think at the end of the day, the draw shouldn't matter. Like if you're going to like, if New Mexico United is going to win this thing, they're going to probably have to go on the road to an MLS side at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the way it is. And I mean, look at last or in 19, when we made it to the quarterfinals, we, we had to go on the road and we, we won four games on the road. Um, that's that can be part of it depending on how the draw sets up for you. And and that year we just didn't host at all. So, or we couldn't, we didn't even put in to host at all. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some stuff, but we're, we're obviously um, not at Liberty to actually change that as far as me and you are concerned. Yeah, uh, real quick looking at the other two matches currently in progress. Portland Timbers, Real Salt Lake, uh, 3-3 in 56 minutes. Michael Chang, a name that we're familiar with, scored for Real Salt Lake this evening. Uh, And the other game in progress is uh, LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders, 58 minutes. LA Galaxy leads that one one 1-0 currently. Um, Jacob, before we get out of here, I did want to ask you, since you weren't on the show last night mm-hmm. uh troy the same news i want to get your reaction yes. to that and uh see how you felt about uh dc united and yeah and really troy getting a shout in the pre-match stuff from the austin fc coach as well yeah um we we had i'd sent you a podcast clip oh, a couple months ago or a month or so ago uh from the extra time pod an mls podcast that i listen to pretty frequently and he david goss on there had mentioned uh troy lesane um, basically being tabbed as the next guy because uh, their head coach at the time was, I mean, he came into that, he came into that job already expecting to leave. Um, basically, from my understanding, I can't. I, it's either Stauber or Stuber or Stover or Stuber. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, it's it's late and and I did, I side note. Baby brain is for sure a thing in the dads too. I did not know this. I, I mm-hmm. did not remember this anyways, but I, I sent like three emails Tuesday without attachments on them. Um, just, just weird stuff. So, um, but anyways, he got hired, uh, basically just to get him back in the Red Bull organization and then was pretty much told, Hey, you're going to be moving to Salzburg or, or, Leipzig or something like that uh, eventually. So uh, he was already, he had one foot out the door when he came in. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of pegged Troy as somebody that could be the next guy. And, and uh, 
on the on the extra time podcast after this news broke they were like yeah it might be a couple months sooner than uh what they might have expected but not by much and so uh i'm i'm stoked for him i think that's part of the reason why he took that job anyways is because uh it was kind of maybe hinted at that he would have a chance uh, depending on how things go and so um saw a lot of backlash from red bull fans about it uh that were not happy with the no name hiring and um and whatnot but at the end of the day uh we mean you both know troy is is a tremendous guy and uh and a, and a and a great coach and a great leader um mm-hmm. specifically uh we saw that uh in clips from red bull of uh, uh of his speeches and and stuff like that and him talking about the us open cup before the match and um he just I, I couldn't be happier for him i couldn't be happier that they started off with a win uh, albeit against a a very bad team um uh in the open cup um but i i i think he can do really good and i, I pray that he he uh, can can shut some of the haters up and and perform somewhat and from what i'm hearing uh there's decent chances that he'll be back next year uh, kind of regardless of how this season plays out mm-hmm. and so uh i'm just i'm stoked for him um he he deserves it uh for sure and i think the only problem that people have with him is that he's so baby-faced uh, and then he's so small that uh, they just have a hard time taking him seriously. But no, he, I mean, he's a great guy, great leader, uh, and I, I really hope uh, DC can turn it or, um, yeah, you know, New York Red Bulls can turn yeah. it around. And uh, you said DC United earlier, and it got stuck in my head for some reason. <laughs> um, hopefully, Red Bulls can turn it around. And and uh, now it's it's nice to be a Red Bull fan. I uh, never <laughs> never had an interest there, but. Uh, I don't really have an Eastern Conference team, so mm-hmm. so now I get to pull for them and and hope they can can do some stuff. And and I, they're obviously he's kind of behind the eight ball this year, but nine teams make the playoffs, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he can sneak in there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, real quick shout out over in the chat, Coach Steve, another great coach that we know and are and are close with. So Coach Steve, appreciate you being here. He says, hola, men. Awesome for Troy. Absolutely is. Yeah, we talked about it last night. Talking about it with Jacob here tonight. Great news for, for Coach Troy. Uh, New York Red Bulls pick up a win in his first ever match at the helm. Uh, yeah, the Red Bulls fans that came over asking about him uh, were pretty gracious. And there were some folks that kind of were like, oh, okay, you're going to get you know similar things all the time. You know, a lot, not a lot of facts. But he's a super nice guy, you know. Um, and well, yeah, the so. Where did they come ask? I missed. There were some people over this. on United Nation. There were some folks over on Reddit as oh, well okay. asking about it. So, um, but yeah, like you know, Troy, great opportunity for him. Like I said last night, uh, excited to see what he does. Uh, certainly don't want to see him do well against Atlanta United, but yeah, I still want him to do well. That's <laughs> I want him to do the best against Atlanta. United. Okay, all right. Um, it is it is kind of an interesting hire though because uh, when you think of the Red Bull organization from Leipzig to salzburg to new york it's a uh, balls to the wall press um is, is how i always think of them mm-hmm. and um and that's i mean we saw elements of that with troy but it wasn't necessarily his forte uh so it'll be interesting to see if red bull um if new york red bull kind of 
makes him say, no, you're going to play the pressing style, or if they brought him in to tweak the press and, and kind of play with a little more possession or be at least comfortable with a little more possession and, and not so frantic and, and go, 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 go type. And so very interested to see that I'll, I'll be watching way more Red Bulls games than I've thought I was ever going to watch. So, um, but yeah, just awesome for Troy. Awesome. Awesome for New Mexico United, uh, in a way. I mean, just to have somebody that, um, coaches you that gets to move up and end up coaching an MLS team and, and, and not only an, an MLS team, but a, a New York Red Bull MLS team that's, that I mean, is probably, even though they're having a down year, is one of the more recognizable names just because they're in that Red Bull branding. Mm-hmm. And so that Red Bull branding, we saw uh, players like Jesse or uh, coaches like Jesse Marsh um, move up that Red Bull ladder to Leipzig and Salzburg. And and then he eventually obviously ended up over in Leeds and, and now he's he's out of there. But who knows? Uh, Potentially U.S. men's national team head coach Jesse Marsh. Yeah, yeah I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, but you, with Troy, I mean, I, I think he wants to stay in this. I think if think, in my opinion, Troy would rather stay here mm-hmm. and and coach just plant roots at New York and and stay there. But uh, also, I don't think if he does good there and they say, "Hey, would you be interested in coaching?" Co- coaching red bull salzburg that he's going to be like ah no i'm good uh you're obviously going to take that uh leap and so uh just it opens up a a ton of new doors for him um and we got two former uh united uh ties up there in new york now with myself still over at uh, nycfc um and so maybe we need to get to new york and watch the red bulls nyfc match uh later this year or next year might not be a bad idea. All right, Jacob, one last question before we get out of here on our instant reaction show. Uh, I got Earl's prediction last night for Monterey Bay on Saturday. What is your prediction for Oh, Atlanta? So I'm going to throw realism out the window uh, because I think that we are going to be angry. I think we have kind of shown that we will play better at home this year than we will away. Uh, Monterey, we're probably a little upset at Monterey Bay for um, the match that we had over there, uh, kind of getting it taken to us over there. Uh, we did both play midweek matches, but Monterey Bay did go into extra time and have the emotional roller coaster of PKs. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and uh, do you remember last year what my score line was that I predicted a lot? Uh, four nil. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. And that's not what I'm doing today, though. That's not what I'm doing today. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1? All right. I believe that's what Earl said last night as well. So, Well, if I go with, I'll go 3-0 then. 3-0. All right. There you go. 3-0. All right, Jacob. Uh, that being said, uh, again, New Mexico United falls to Austin FC in the round of 32 of the 2023 U.S. Open Cup. And United's Open Cup run for the season is done. Focus on the league and see what happens there. So, Jacob, go ahead and get us out of here. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks Seth and, and Earl for going on last night and and carrying the torch without me. Um, and oh, nice. Steve is going to join us on the trip to New York. His old stomping ground. He says. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks to you guys for for holding down the fort last night without me. Um, thanks for everybody watching and commenting and and uh, liking and sharing and all that jazz. We'll be back next Tuesday. 
nine o'clock normal time, uh, breaking down the Monterey Bay match and looking forward to whatever matches after that. I cannot uh, recall off the top of my head because I haven't been paying that much attention to the schedule, but uh, I do know that it is away wherever it is. So uh, we'll be talking about a couple matches. We might break touch on this one a little bit, uh, depending on if Earl joins and has any relative thoughts on it. But uh, other than that, yeah, just thank you guys so much. Thank you for the, uh, the congratulations on the baby. Uh, everybody is still doing good. Um, and so we will continue to, uh, I'll, I will continue to balance this and my job and four kids and, uh, and hopefully not let it affect too much, but I will be back next week for sure. And so again, nine o'clock next week, tune in and until then guys, someone's